All right, it looks like we are live now. This is Michael on uh, Channel X with the Graveyard Shift podcast. This week we have a couple of guests with us. You might remember It Sees You, or you can call him Raz. He was on the uh, the first podcast. How are you doing, Raz? Uh, infected but alive, sir. <laughs> I guess the first part isn't so great, but the second half of that yeah. was pretty good. Okay, but if, I, and- if I had a sign, it would say dead inside. Oh, nice. You know, you know. And uh, we have a first time guest this week who was actually in the live chat last week. This is Mr. SH, or you can call him by his real name, Scott. He is from Ireland. How are you doing, Scott? Good. I'm very good. What we're doing this week, as usual with the live stream, we're doing like a just kind of a relaxed uh, hangout type thing. But I also I, I got this idea because Raz here told me about uh, something he has uh or had going on we'll let him explain it in a minute but because of that it gave me the idea to to um to do this particular topic i want to see how the 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 reddit youtube writer narrator horror community is doing with the whole lockdown thing with the virus and all that and uh, i guess we could start off by just asking raz hey raz what's going on what did what did you tell me that gave me this idea well, you invited me to be on the last episode, and I was all gung-ho about it, and then uh, I got that diagnosis that I was, they call it Corona Confirmed in Ohio. There's two different versions of having Corona. There's, if you're elderly, uh, a medical worker, or immunocompromised, you actually get the test for confirmation, yeah. but if you have all the symptoms, and they give you all the medications they give those people, and you react positively, you're just considered, like, visually confirmed, basically. Ah. Okay. So... Because there's no tests. No one has tests. And if you do, if your state does have a test. It's literally only for healthcare, elderly, immunocompromised. That's it. Right. No one yeah. else gets anything. And uh, I, I found that out like a couple days before I was supposed to be on, on your last podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I'd been feeling really sick for a little while, you know, coughing a lot. And then like it just suddenly felt like the worst flu I had ever had in my life. And wow. I went in and they told me that and you know, like the last week I've been struggling between like sleeping like 18 hours a day, which I generally sleep like four or five a day. So that's been weird. You know, weird eating schedules. It's weird. A lot of symptoms all across the board. And then I went to the hospital this past Friday and found out that um, I was skipping over the pneumonia part, which sounded fantastic at first until they told me I was neurologically compromised. Ooh. Which uh, is the next stage for the unlucky folks that uh, don't just get better from the flu slash pneumonia parts. So that, that's been uh, fun to not understand entirely. The doc- <laughs> Seriously, you're at the hospital. And you ask, you know, what does that mean? Uh, yeah, their exact words were, "I don't know, but we're gonna load you up with pain meds and all this stuff so you can go home and be comfortable." And no one wants um, to hear the words "go home" and be comfortable from a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's that's at least on the TV shows you watch. That's never a good sign. Yeah, so you know it was that was terrifying. Honestly, I, I've been homeless. I've gone through crazy shit in my life. I've never been actually scared. Yeah, this is the first time in my life that I'm actually having to adjust my world around the fact that I'm scared to death now. Like what? I don't right. know what anything means. But the worst part is the hospital. If you can avoid there at all, do it at all costs. I went in there yeah. and, you know, at first you hear a couple people crying, you know, you expect, they expect people to be upset, you know, people be concerned. And then they put me in a sealed room because the, where I went has like a, all the rooms are like individual sealed rooms. And uh, then you hear everyone's crying regardless of your sealed room. And it's oh. so loud because it's everyone in the rooms up and down all the halls. It's the staff members. 
And it gets to the point where all the crying and the screaming is so loud and so layered that it is one, one whale is what it becomes. And I can tell you that out of every book I've ever read, horror movie I've ever seen, real life experience, that is what terrified me. That's what's got me scared. That, that sound. Basically that you're right in the middle of hearing noises from everybody else that you believe are there for the same or similar reasons. You, you right. may not be making those noises yet, but you think, is this me? Is this what I have to look forward to? Is this going to happen to me? Is, is that what you're thinking? Exactly. That, that's exactly what you're thinking because yeah. you know you. I'd already seen two people in body bags wheeled away from the hospital. One oh, as God. I was getting there, and one about three quarters of the way into being there. Wow. So you know this is happening. You know it's going on around you. You're just told, oh, you're neurologically compromised, and we have to run these tests now. And you're thinking, well, I don't feel like I'm dying. I mean, even right now, I, I, I physically, I'm actually starting to feel a lot better. Mentally, that's another issue. Yeah. But I mean, you, you just, you just don't know. And you're not allowed. No one's allowed to enter the hospital with you. Like my wife, we've only been married for less than a month now. She had to drop me off at the front doors and drive away and leave me there. Wow. So she's, you know, she's at home terrified. I'm trying to text her and update my friends on the right, right discord and, you know, tell them what's going on over there and just kind of keep everybody updated. Cause of course, you know, all my friends are freaking out. I'm freaking out. That's the only contact I have with the world is that phone. And I'm not even a phone guy. I can do the right. laptop fine, but yeah, I got big thumbs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of don't like the phone just because whenever I, whenever I answer it, I know I'm going to be stuck on the phone listening to someone talk for a half hour. So I prefer text or other oh, things yeah. just to I get around everybody. That. I was like, I'm going to the hospital. Do not call me. You can text me. You can DM me, whatever. Just don't call. Cause I'm not going to answer you. And I, I was in a face for the whole last week. I just no phone calls really until like the last day or two. I finally started like taking phone calls. Your wife had to drop you off and leave. Is that just hospital rules right now to, to keep them, uh, to keep, say, your wife away from uh, catching it? Yeah. Um, hmm. Even if you are pregnant going to the hospital, you can't have anyone with you. You are just giving birth alone. It's oh, wow. any reason you go to the hospital and it's all across America. I, I don't know how much in other countries it is. But yeah. I know in America, you go to the hospital by yourself. That's, that's it. That's a new, new mandate laws here. Well, that kind of sucks because the only hospital stay that I remember, I think I might have been in one when I was a kid, but I don't really remember it. But a few years ago, I had to have a surgery to have some benign thing like massive tissue removed from the side of my neck. Number one, it was painful because I was nauseous. I was there for almost an entire week. And because of whatever they did and whatever they were giving me, I was nauseous the whole time. So I felt terrible. But being there by myself most of the time when nobody was there visiting was like the loneliest, most depressing thing I've ever experienced. And I, I had an, an ex-girlfriend who drove me up there who would come up there once a day to visit me. And that was like the only thing that made me feel like not dying at the time. Right. <laughs> so I, I can imagine how bad it is. You're not even allowed to have a visitor. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's why technology is as much as I like to tell everybody, I still live in the nineties because I do in a lot of ways technology, like yeah. and what it can do now is one thing that I'm, I'm happy that I have because if not for that phone, oh man, I don't know what I'd have done. I mean, just right. that, 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 you know, between the, the wailing and the, the, the news from the doctor and just sitting there, I, I don't think I would have survived it like mentally. I don't think I could have gone through that without being able to tell someone what was going on. Because in, in a way, I was able to take control of my anxiety by ignoring what I was dealing with and just yeah. like reporting what I was dealing with from like, almost from an outside perspective. So yeah. you're forced to not really think about what you're doing. You're just explaining it to other people. And it kind of helps you put your, yourself, you know, outside of your own head in order to cope with those things. You know, at least until you get home, you get home, you know, you got your support, everything's there, but until yeah. you get there, 
you, you got to find a way to trick your brain to not completely lose it. There's no safe thinking anymore, seeing as how I, as far as I know, the U.S., we've eclipsed the other top number of case countries. I don't know how you'd, how you'd say that countries with the most cases. Yeah. So it's, it's not so realistic uh, anymore for me to sit here and think, hey, uh, I'll definitely not get it because, you know, it's hitting all these other countries harder. It's not. It's hitting us harder now. So where's my question for you? Did you get sick at all during the winter? During the winter? Um, I don't know. You know, here's a, a funny side thing. And I, I know this wouldn't be a cure for the virus or anything, but for the past several years, I think I actually had, I could be wrong. It only lasted a couple of days, but I think I got that last one, that H1N1. Yeah. For like, I don't know, nine, 10 years ago, whenever that was. And I just had like the flu pretty bad for like a day or two and it was gone. And the reason I think it was that is because I was staying at my sister's place and apparently her her kid uh, was diagnosed with that. And then like a week or two later, I got the flu for a couple of days. So I figured it was that, you know, I just lost my train of thought. What was your question? Again? <laughs> I, I asked if you, if you gotten sick at all over this past winter because they're, they're actually saying that, uh, you know, a huge, a huge, like most of almost everybody I know had this bad, like what we yeah. thought was the flu over the winter. And there, a lot of them are saying now that that's how long it's actually really been here. That if you okay. got that bad flu, there's a good chance you already had it and survived it. Okay. Well, I know China has, I guess they they named it based on the de- December 2019. So I assume that's when they pinpointed and named it. So yeah, it's probably been around. But what I was getting at, now that you said that, it reminded me. Ever since then, since I had the flu that last time many years ago, and I don't know that this prevents it at all. Well, number one, I get flu shots every year, so yeah. I haven't gotten it since then. But the other Same thing here. is, yeah. right, right. The other thing is I've been using emergency, you know, when it, it, I forget to take it a lot, but usually it's the little powder. I don't know if either yeah. of you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, you know, this powdered, you know, mix of vitamins and minerals. You just pour it into a little bit of water and drink it once a day. It's Ever since that, because it boosts your immune system. Yeah, that's uh, ever since that I've, I don't think I've gotten fully sick at all. I'll get once in a while, maybe a sore throat or something. But as I take that, I'll take it. Maybe I'll double up on it if I do get a symptom and then it goes away within a day or two. So I think just doing that, like you said, boosts the immune system and has so far helped me to avoid getting sick. So I don't think I've been fully sick this past winter, I guess, was the really long way around to answer your question. My, my concern is that we all need to be drinking, uh, you know, a lot of vitamin C, a lot of orange juice because, you know, we're all stuck inside. Scurvy is going to become a problem. I'm not serious. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually made that similar joke to someone in Australia the other day. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And in fact, I'd say even, well, the amount I think in a, a packet of, of emergency is only a thousand milligrams. Whereas when I hear say doctors on the radio talk about vitamin C helping, it's usually in much larger doses of like 5,000 milligrams a day. So, I mean, I I could be taking more to prevent, but I mean, it seems to be working okay so far, just doing this once a day. I mean, a lot of times when they talk about 5,000, that's not something that you're any human being is going to be able to take every single day. That's going to cause some stomach issues and, you know, some other problems. You don't think a lot about vitamin C doing that, but it can cause stomach cramps like high volumes. Yeah. So those are usually uh, prescribed for people that have immuno disorders that have like that high level of uh, milligrams that they intake. Right, right. And that'll be like courses over a period of time. They'll be like on high doses when they're like more, you know, receptive to certain times of year and flus and stuff. But generally, I mean, a thousand for a human being and your, your average person, 
that doesn't generally have a lot of you know issue issues is is perfect. Now I know you're talking before we went on the air about you know going online or whatever and learning as much as you can. Did that happen in the hospital or beforehand? I had started learning about it when we before I even knew I'd gone to the doctor in the first place, just because it was going on in the world and I. I have an OCD problem with research. I just have to know about things and right. I kind of wanted to prepare my family. Cause when I got sick, you know, um, my, my brother has his kids, you know, every other weekend. So we had to make sure that they didn't come here. So they right. had to stay with their mother in Indiana, but yeah, we had to change our family composition. You know, my brother's kids had to stay with their mom. Uh, my, and my wife's kids have to stay with, you know, her mom. Uh, and it's just kind of, you know, to keep them safe and to keep everybody else safe. That's what we've had to do. And luckily, my wife and brother have not. They seem like they started to get a flu a little bit after I did. But that's about as far as it went for them. They're both, you know, doing a lot right. better now. But, yeah. uh, you know, we had to get the kids. That, that was number one. You know, kids can't not be here with this is going on. They could be, in, you know, God forbid, a, a, you know, one of them, you know. So that was a, a big change for us, too. So like, yeah. we've just been mitigating damage pretty much is what we've done. And my wife and I work for Amazon Flex. And as soon as they yeah. found out that I had it, my account got deactivated temporarily because you know, oh. they obviously don't want me delivering packages on routes and seeing people and touching their things. Right. Despite the fact that I'd already been doing this for <laughs> at least a couple of days. Right. And by the way, Amazon has yet to announce uh, my case in Ohio. Really? As they've failed to do with cases in many other states as well, we're finding. Huh. And they even set up emergency funds for people like me. And have yet to contact any of us to actually go through the, the, you know, all the claims we filed to actually give us this emergency money. So that's another whole problem with a lot of people. And this is happening for everybody. It's happening for all the first responders that have all these funds set up. Yeah. Anyone that is supposed to be covered when something happens, there's so much red tape that it, by the time I actually get assistance, I could be on the street or who knows where. So you cannot actually get that assistance until they officially announce it. See, they no, see, they, they don't have to officially announce my case. Okay. All I had to do was contact them. They deactivate me so to make sure I can't go take deliveries, and then I fill out the, the all the files and claim paperwork, which has been done for a week and a half. Oh. And they've okay. just been really slow as a company to actually respond to their employees, which is really sad considering you know it's it's Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to be the big guys, like they yeah. employ a billion people, you know? Oh, yeah, and it was, you know, oh, the least we can do to extend this to our, you know, self-employed people that deliver your personal packages. They acted like this was some big, like, kind gesture on their part. Right. And, you, know, you got Jeff Bezos every day talking about, hey, we have these funds, you know, the public can donate if they want to and blah, 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 blah. And we're, gonna, we're doing all these things for our employees. They're not. I can tell you now they have yet to fully shut down and sanitize the warehouse that I worked out of. Wow. And there's a case of it also not happening in New York. That's famous right now that as of earlier today, did a huge walkout with all their employees. Oh yeah. I, I didn't see, I didn't read an article, but I did see a quick headline about the walkout. Yeah. And that's uh, trickling down to a lot of warehouses. Like the one I work at is a much smaller one in Ohio, but it's not the smallest one in Ohio, but it's one of the smaller ones. But yeah. I mean, if they can't even, do that on our level to safeguard everyone that works there and the people who are getting the packages sent to them, then that's a whole other problem, man. 
that reminded me, I actually wanted to ask you uh, in the last podcast who you worked for, because you did say something about you and your wife had gotten home, just gotten home from something from oh, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And you decided to go, go out and work. And that triggered yeah. in my brain because I'm normally a web developer, but since I've been unemployed from that, uh, at the advice of a friend who does this, I started doing like DoorDash and Grubhub. Delivery, I do those which, too. Yep. Yeah. I was cool. Doing cool. Instacart. Actually, Instacart let me go when they found out I was sick. Oh, wow. They just and straight up fired you. They fired I think they, a huge, uh, a huge amount of their employees. Just, all of a sudden, and it's been coming out that more and more of us that were fired were either considered to be sick or some had even tested positive. Wow. And rather than make good with their emergency fund, they just laid a lot of us off. And I, I had just started working with DoorDash, so I didn't yet qualify for theirs, unfortunately. I haven't been diagnosed with anything, so so I wouldn't qualify for that anyway. But I was gonna I was gonna say I'm not even aware of anything that uh, like DoorDash or Grubhub is doing for employees if they get affected by it. Yep, they both have the same thing that Amazon and Instacart is supposed to have, oh, okay. which is, uh, the employee relief fund. As long as you've been working with these companies for 30 days, and yeah. you, I think completed 30 deliveries. A minimum working there 30 days and a minimum 30 deliveries completed. If you get the disease while you are employed by them, they will give you the equivalent of two weeks worth of pay. Okay. Yeah, they do. Both of those companies do have that. And I know Uber and Lyft and all of them have it too. One thing uh, that just happened here in Michigan, I don't know if this is just a state thing or if it's federal. The governor here initially, like a couple weeks ago, maybe a week or two ago, raised the amount of, of weeks that you could claim on unemployment yeah. um, yep. from 20, which is pretty low for any state, from 20 to 26, which is normal. Yep. And then today, she upped it from 26 to 39. But there's a separate thing on top of that for people who don't normally qualify for unemployment, like gig workers, like, you know, DoorDash, Amazon Flex, all that stuff. They're able to claim another like 16 weeks. I don't know if it's another separate from the initial number or together, but and that's they're, confusing because we have the same the same exact thing yeah. as you guys. We actually uh, Ohio and Michigan and Indiana and, and I think Kentucky all work together to come up with this idea. And I know at least our four states do for a fact have that. The problem is they're saying people like, you know, us can't actually go and do it for another couple of weeks because that's right. when the system for us will actually be up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I noticed they actually, I went online to unemployment <laughs> and saw that they had actually raised my mine up to 26, which was announced like a week or two ago, but I'm sure it'll take a while for them to raise it to the new number as well. It um, impacts us a lot though, because like, we do that as our day job. I'm also a full-time college student. But our, our big thing is we actually own a production company that does a lot of different audio and video work. And we were right All in right. the middle of creating this, you know, YouTube web series, rebranding it and about to start doing our first short film for the, uh, the festival circuits and yeah. then found out that and we can't do any of it now. So our whole company is pretty much shut down and I'm having to find ways to keep that going. And with only four of us you know, left in the company. Are there any protections for people who are entrepreneurs like that? I, I'm not even aware if there are. I mean, there are small business protections, but unfortunately, you have to have a certain amount of people to qualify for, oh. for that. And I'm, I'm well, so, so far <laughs> below that. Well, that's terrible. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully the Amazon thing will clean up their act there and yeah. start to uh, start helping out at some point. I, I can say we found ways around certain things in uh, colorblindness. Oh. Kyle and I am actually... Working yeah. on something that could be really huge for the like, it's sort of like an indie drama horror project about the human condition. 
okay. many times <laughs> that uh, we've actually found a way. Uh, I've managed to figure out how we can do everything entirely remotely, in- including the camera work for the actors. So that's something that uh, him and I are trying to revolutionize right now and put together. We're early planning uh, scripting phases right now, but I'm sure we'll be talking about that probably here in the near, near future. Cool. So there's ways to survive it with any kind of, you know, like media company, even if you're video, you just, you got to be creative. You got to find ways to go on and you got to think outside the box or you're done because in the days ahead, entertainment, that's the industry that's going to matter. That's what we're all flocking to now. I mean, Netflix, yeah. Hulu, they can't even handle the server loads right now. Not exactly the same thing, but businesses that should by all means be out of business right now. Like I'm sure you're familiar with some uh, in your area, but in Michigan here, like some uh, local breweries and that sort of thing, they quickly realized that they're not going to be able to keep, you know, serving in their, you know, their brewery every day. So they quickly switched over to manufacturing like a hand sanitizer and selling it, that sort of thing. Some of them, uh, there's this one brewing, I forget the name of it. It also does like other like clothing items and stuff too. Like it's like this big company that are now switching yeah. over and using all their gene material to make new masks. Oh, wow. In Ohio. And it's, yeah. they think we're going to be one of the largest producers of masks going forward. And because there's so many different like companies like that here in Ohio. Well, that's cool. And even yeah, our old car plants are being retrofitted for stuff like uh, our GM right. plants around here. Yeah. I know that GM was uh, told to make a to make a, a shitload of masks or not yep. masks but ventilators at least yeah yeah the ventilators yep yep and then I saw um, Elon Musk volunteered he said hey if uh, if you guys need more masks we'll make some too so they said yes we need them and so they I don't know how many he made right away like shipped out I don't know fifty or a hundred thousand something like that but ev- everyone's switching to whatever they need to do. You and know. a lot of a lot of people are coming together and doing fantastic thing. Like I know in yeah. the Discord, like I'm in with a lot of people. The right, right. Uh, I do this thing every day where no matter how sick I am, I try and get in the voice chat and I encourage people. Hey, you know, it's one thing that we all talk to. You know, we all chat to each other. But if you guys aren't living with other people, you need to you need to get in here. You need to talk in voice, even if it's just for five minutes a day. You know, the the human contact, even with just voice, is yeah, it's life changing. And there's a lot of narrators that are creating smaller channels that are private on um, Facebook just for their friends and family where they read to their friends and family every day. So there's been a lot of stuff like that where people have been coming together to help reduce anxiety and depression because that's what's going to kill people more than this disease is the anxiety and depression of either having it, having a loved one that has it, being quarantined for who knows how much longer. And it's it's what we got to fight every day. Speaking of that, I know uh, someone who actually, I guess you could say she's a narrator. She switched away from narration and does something else with her channel now, but she is in England and she she has contacted me many times talking about how lonely it is being quarantined there. She she hasn't been diagnosed with anything. She's just one of the, the masses and everyone isn't allowed to leave their house uh, other than to go to grocery stores, kind of like us. Uh, but she's contacted me many times saying, hey, it's it's so depressing and lonely here. You know, I need people to talk to me and this sucks. I live alone, blah, blah, blah. A few days after she started contacting me about that, I read an article some 19 year old girl north of London committed suicide because she was so, I don't know, afraid or depressed or, or whatever from the isolation and everything. And I, it's just, uh, I don't know, depressing just to hear that. Even if you look into, into the numbers right now, the amount of deaths from suicide are actually above what this disease has taken so far. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause I've, I've seen yesterday, I think the worldwide number was up to 34,000 from the, from the disease 
Yep. And combined world from suicide, the suicide rate has skyrocketed and it's, and I, I, and I'm someone that suffers from depression and other issues. So I've been trying to make it a point, you know, I engage people. I don't even normally talk to sometimes I'm trying to do more voice chats, talking on the phone more to people, just, you know, there's only so much I can do being sick, but if there's anything I can do, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to go out and do it. Yeah. From wherever I can, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go do it. Yeah. That's kind of what made me want to start doing the the live stream thing here. I know I had the idea to do a, a podcast on the narration channel before this whole thing started getting big, but, but yeah, this turned into to more of like, Hey, everyone's sitting around doing nothing. Why not just kind of hang out with people on air and try to get people on the chat to hang out as well. You yeah. know, maybe that'd be something yeah. to entertain a, a little bit. Mr. SH, you were in the, you're in the live chat last week. So and yeah. you're actually you're actually in the uh, in the live stream today. Uh, we'll actually call you Scott since that's your name, and it's easier to remember than Mister Sh. Yeah, um, that's true. And I know I know last week Ronnie was trying to figure out how to pronounce your name. He came up with Mister Sh, which kind of goes with the whole horror writing thing. But but yeah, I know you mentioned to me it's actually Mister Sh. So so now we know. I, I love I love that one that he did. It was a what was a mystery. So it was mystery or sandwich handler or something. I was, yeah. I was laughing. I was actually dying at that. Nice. Yeah, I remember him saying sandwich something, and that yeah, that got me too. I was I had to hit the uh, mute button. I was laughing so hard at it, but that was pretty good though. I know yeah. you you yourself. Uh, you mentioned you have not been diagnosed with it, but but you no. mentioned that you had some scares maybe with family members that you thought might be at risk or or you're worried about. I guess before that, you know, you're in Ireland. What's What's this whole thing like there, just living there right now? Is it? Uh, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit scary, you know, to be honest. Yeah. But like when I'm looking at the, I was looking at some of the stuff before I came on. Today, I was looking, there was about 295 new cases and eight dead. And I was like, oh God, it's starting to skyrocket now. It went from, actually I have some of the stuff written down here. Yesterday, there was 10 dead and 200 new cases. Yeah. So... It's all that. It's all skyrocketing now. And there was a, there was actually a case nearby me. I won't say where, but a, a hospital. There was yeah. a fellow that was after getting confirmed, and he was there for I don't know how long, but they didn't know until he got actually confirmed. So the, there was nurses and doctors had to isolate themselves in the actual hospital themselves. Uh-huh. But what was after happening was there was a shopping center across the way, and they used to go over there for lunch. So everyone was starting to like panic, saying. Oh God, what was in there at the same time as them and all that kind of stuff? And it was a bit, yeah. everyone was like scared. Everyone was like avoiding the area. And they sent the, in fact, the confirmed case up to Dublin to, I can't remember where they sent them, but uh, they sent them up to Dublin and there was yeah. no cases after that. So it was a bit, uh, you know, everyone was just worried. It seems to be intensifying over here as well, at least from the, from the articles I'm seeing um, from, well, the one thing I mentioned earlier, New York City, apparently within, as I mentioned earlier, uh, less than seven hours, 98 people died from it. Now, of course, you can isolate numbers like that without giving much information, make it sound extremely scary, which it is. It's scary no matter what. But, you know, without having all the details, we don't know. Maybe some of those people were 97 years old and had a heart issue or who knows. I, I haven't 
studied it enough to know what actually contributes to it. But even here in, in uh, I live in the state of Michigan, the numbers just over the past two days have kind of skyrocketed. Although the one thing that kind of keeps me in check to make me think things are not getting worse is that all along I've been listening to doctors say once the amount of testing goes up, you're going to see a lot more diagnosed cases, maybe more deaths. But the more cases, there are going to be a lot more diagnoses than there are going to be deaths. And the death rate is actually going to go down. It has actually gone down probably, I think, close to the the flu right now, which is still, you know, still we don't want people to die from the flu either. But it's a lot lower than what they originally thought it had a 30 times higher death rate than the flu. But now it's getting closer to around the same, maybe even less. I don't know how much they're preparing for you, you guys in Michigan, but here in Ohio, we um, we get a press conference from our governor every single day of the week at 2 p.m. Who and they, along with our the person in charge of the the medical board here, uh, Amy Acton, they tell us everything that's going on, every new case every day, what new measures they're taking, and they keep talking about this whole flattening the curve, flattening the curve, but they're still saying in the near future, you know, when we reach our peak, which now they don't think is going to be until like mid-May, we could be seeing up to 10,000 new cases a day by then. Jesus. Which is a lot, but they're saying, keep in mind, these cases, like you said, they already exist now, most of them. We just yeah. can't tell you about them because we can't officially test yet. Right. And they're <laughs> talking about a lot of crazy things I've been hearing lately, like Ohio is dividing up into eight different sections. I, I forget what they're calling it. There's, there's a better, more technical term in sections. Right. But uh, in these sections, each section has to come up with how they want to control the, the spread of infection and what they want to do. And I heard the words three times in the last three days, isolate the infected. And I don't know what that means. Uh, none of us know what that actually means. The press right. is asked, does that mean, you know, people that are suspected to be infected or are infected are going to literally be put into other locations. And all they can say is, you know, that's not what we're trying to do at this time. But then now they're talking about the National Guard being in town here soon and all this other stuff. So, yeah. and there's still 30% of our population in Ohio are still not going under advisement of social distancing they're hanging out in parks they're doing crazy shit they're, yeah. they're rioting in places here in ohio still like ud just had a big riot university of dayton like right before they kicked them all out which is normal ud writes over spilled milk they write over everything i live down the street <laughs> I, deal with it all the time. I can hear right. them screaming and beating property that doesn't belong to them literally every time they're in their school's in session but <laughs> i'm serious it, it's so ridiculous dude they actually had to gas them this time to get them to stop and yeah. they were, and the thing is, UD is surrounded by like not good neighborhoods, like very poor neighborhoods. Right. So there are a lot of rich kids that are complaining because they have to go home and learn from home because they don't want to go to the, their parents. But they're coming into our neighborhoods, and none of us have a lot of money. And they're like, they're smashing our car windows and like screwing up our property. And it's like, dude, do this at home. Go to your mom's house. You break her shit. Right. No, no sense in, you know, punishing people that have nothing yeah. to do with your issue. You know, I don't and know why they do that. Ohio is like party school central. There's a shit ton of party schools. Ohio State over Columbus is not any better. They're doing it too. Yeah, right. It's just the mentality that, uh, oh, it's not mine, so let me just break it. That kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's, yeah it's not valuing property because they you know, come from a richer home where those things are just replaced. Yeah. And when they're a guest yeah. in someone's state, they just the mentality doesn't transfer. The one good thing that we have, which I think is good for you and um, – Michigan, and I'm not sure how it is for you over in Ireland, but I know Michigan and Ohio aren't spring break states. So we didn't have to deal yeah. with all the extra morons, you know, going crazy down in Florida right. and, you know, all that that stuff. 
No, yeah, we I, don't. We don't really have any of that type of stuff anymore. We literally, <laughs> I, some of the tourists I see, they just go to the pubs and stuff, go around the city center and all that kind of stuff. Guys, yeah. not really, nothing really destructive happens unless you're out at night on like a a Saturday or Sunday night, gotcha. or any of the college nights because there's some fighting, some uh, drinking, and yeah, yeah. the odd time there's a few. Uh, we in Ireland we call the police guards, and sometimes uh, there's a couple of fights with them and. Basically, they all end up in prison or something in so, jail. Exactly yeah. like it is here. Gotcha. So yeah. I mean, we're lucky. We at least all don't have these influx of you know out of towners coming in to party here and spread the spread their diseases and yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, we're not in a good situation, but we it could be worse. We could be New York. We could be Florida. We could I'll be somewhere where we want to be. <laughs> right. I'd, I'd rather be in Ireland than here. I'll tell you. Yeah, it's quiet. You know, I was looking online. I can't remember exactly when. I was looking, there was a case of spring break and they're all, it was during this now, the coronavirus. And they're all, uh, they're all like going around all that. They were just on the beach, like literally packed, like no one could move. And I found out afterwards that a lot of them tested positive for Corona. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it spread like crazy. And their, their college campuses, like a lot of the college campuses, like in Ohio anyway, they will help the uh, students schedule their flights and stuff for spring break. Like they provide these services. All the I, I know all the colleges around here canceled them, and so a lot of them the kids were sneaking off anyway and making their own like their own plans separate and just driving down instead of flying is how they were getting around it. Wow! Yeah. Wow! And when the hotel like, stopped admitting them, they started just setting camp up on the beaches. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dead serious. That's what they were doing. So I don't know if the if they just think that they're impervious to it, like they're not going to get it, or or if it's just general stupidity. What do you think? I mean. I'd like to say it's just young kids not understanding things, but that's clearly not true because you can look around anywhere, uh, churches with, you know, older people that should know better. Uh, we have a very famous church in Ohio. Uh-huh. It's known because of the whole big butter Jesus song. that got really famous by a comedian. It's got this giant Jesus statue that was standing outside with its arms spread far apart and it caught on fire and burnt to the ground. Well, they rebuilt the thing and it's this huge super church. And they're all over the news, all over again with our giant hands out Jesus statue, which we now either refer to as five dollar footlong Jesus, touchdown Jesus, or I caught a fish this big Jesus. Because his, <laughs> hands, his, his hands are literally like out like like that. Right. And I mean, we, we jest. I mean, we're we're not making fun of religions. We we you know we tease each other. I, I got friends that you know attend that church, um, but uh, that's one of the ones in our area that's famous right now because they're claiming their you know important services, so they shouldn't have to close but they're being mandated to close. So these are grown adults doing this. So I can't really say it's an age factor. I think it's uh people don't want to be alone. They're terrified and they are doing everything they can to hold on to the human contact. I don't think it's ignorance. I think it's fear. Maybe. Yeah. I was just actually talking to a couple of friends before, before we went on, uh, before we went on the stream here, I was in my, my backyard with some of my, uh, roommates were gathered around like a a bonfire and a couple of them were telling me some of their friends who are graduating high school now are losing their graduation like they're the end of the school school year is being called so they're not going to go back to school until you know i don't know if they go to college or whatever so they're missing out on the whole end of the year the whole graduation and all the partying that goes along with it and everything so maybe that kind of relates to the college you know spring break thing too like they don't want to miss out on it and they're because they're young maybe they don't know any better but they're willing to risk 
whatever comes with it in order to uh, make sure they don't miss out. Right. And I think that's more of a, hey, I accomplished this huge thing by going through 12, 13 years of school, including kindergarten or whatever. And like this party, that's what lets me know that I'm graduating. That's my milestone. It's not the diploma. It's not this. It's getting to like say bye to all my friends, you know, that are going off to other places that are going off to maybe other parts of the world that you might not even see again. So let's be honest, how many of your friends do you honestly really see after high school? That right. dwindles as you get older. And I think that's more of a rite of passage that is a shock to people. Like, you know, my youngest, her sweet 16 was right in the middle of all this. We had to cancel it. That was a huge, she was devastated, but you know, there was, it wasn't safe. Yeah. And it's just all these things that people have gotten to do before them that they've seen movies about, they, they've heard stories about their older friends, all these things, these milestones that are so important and celebrated. They don't get that because of this happening you know they don't get that and sure i mean it's an entitlement sort of thing as far as everyone else got that why don't i get it but it's also you know it's kind of sad i think from their perspective to realize that all these things we had that some of us may or may not have taken for granted these kids don't even get it's just oh sorry we're all diseased now oops don't know really what to say past that yeah i mean exactly like i'm 18 and uh i'm doing my over here, whereas you have the, uh, I think some states have SATs. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, something called leaving cert. We yeah. have when going, we have uh, instead of high school, it's secondary school. Uh-huh. First three years, it's the junior cycle, which would be called the junior cert, which is yeah. not. It's just it's preparing you for the leaving cert. Right. And then we have sure. the senior cycle, which is the four years. Well, well, the last three years, but the fourth year is optional, so it could be two years depending. Yeah. But uh, I found out that. Uh, my, I was supposed to have like these oral exams, my Irish exams and my French exams, and yeah. we were told that they were cancelled. Like how long ago? Two weeks ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we were told if we can't do it. It's cancelled. Y'all got a hundred percent. Yep. So <laughs> we all, I was laughing as I was like, Jesus, if they cancelled <laughs> them. Same thing here. But still gives a hundred percent. Yeah. All the state, wow. all the state testing here here in our country is also completely. It's done for the year. Everyone just passed. They are rushing people that are right now sophomores and juniors. They are providing programs in the United States to help you graduate early to get you into the workforce as quick as they can get you in. Colleges are also removing heavy requirements. Like <laughs> I'm afraid of writing during my associates before I move on to another uni- an actual university. And I was just told, oh, you know, all those uh, those extra science and math requirements that you had to have that you would have had to actually do your whole two years to do. Yeah, you don't have to do almost any of that anymore. So you're going to graduate a semester early come this summer. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I didn't want to take, I mean, I'm good at math. I like math, but I was, yeah. I didn't really want to take them because I, I've taken them and two other colleges already and I'm creatively writing it, which does not require math. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. So they're lifting restrictions for colleges and, you know, regular schools all across the world right now. They want to get us, you know, moved on. They want to get us into where we're trying to go so we can be a better service, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a big mess because they don't know what to do. They're not prepared. No one's prepared. I mean, right. That's true. That is true. They overheard the leaving cert. They canceled the junior cert because obviously it's not important. It is important to them, but it's just like training them for when leaving cert happens. But the leaving cert, they don't know what's going on. They, we were literally just told that we're unsure if it's going ahead. You, your oral exams are cancelled, but we're not sure. You, it might get cut into the summer months, like in autumn. I'm trying to think of when. It being we we have like three months uh, between our actual exams and the college, like the summer breaks. Right. But they said they'd be cutting into that, so it could be a month into the summer breaks. So we were still in the dark about it. 
we have no idea what's going on. It's it's, it's a bit everything's hectic at the moment it is and all these people that got sent home from universities you know the schools are now having to refund large months of money to, to all these kids and that's you know that's creating instability right there and in, in, in education which is already a very i mean in a lot of countries especially america it's education is very touchy and fragile as it is that's right. a whole other yeah. economic issue <laughs> Yeah, I guess gone are the days of hearing about a, a sickness or a virus going around and feeling safe about it because it's on the other side of the planet. It quickly took over the entire planet. So, like, where do we go now? Time to, you know, time to go to Mars and hope. Hopefully, it doesn't follow us there. I mean, what, what do we do at this point? Let's just hope Elon gets the uh, SpaceX up and running. Right, <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk, we need you. You know, at least when those people are going to be infected too, and then you know, all looking right. Mars. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, Mars is dead too. What yeah, the? Before I would have said I'd deep in the tundras of Canada and you know let the cold freeze it out, but it's it's clearly doing just fine in the cold. So there goes that option. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Maybe we have to turn up the temperature. Maybe that's the thing. Uh, move, move to Venus. They, they they keep saying, "Oh, when it gets warmer, when it gets warmer." But what about all these countries where it's really warm and right. it's still? I mean, I don't under I don't understand why America's thinking that once it's getting warmer. Like our president's like, oh, by Easter, we're, we're going to be fine. We're cool. Easter. Yeah. And then now it's like, uh, maybe not Easter. Maybe not until May. When in Ohio, yeah. we're, we're being told June, July. Well, I think even even uh, taking, so let's say the president is taking, uh, you know, advice from, what's his name, Dr. Fauci or Fauci, the, uh, the yeah. main guy kind of in charge of the task force. Even when he's relaying what he gets from that guy, even he is not going to know exactly when it's going to end all he can do is is judge by his experience in the past so i mean you never know this is different than any other strain so it it might not adhere to any rules that he's used to a lot of uncertainty yeah scary not knowing how long things are going to last as long as we don't hear the two words on the state level or federal letter that we're all terrified of right now which is martial law i think we might because that's honestly that's what people are most terrified of right now i think Obviously, not everyone could handle themselves in a situation like that, right. but I don't know. Some people might actually welcome it. Hey, I can finally leave and go do what I want to do. I don't have to listen to the law anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's actually some good aspects of this. That I don't think a lot of people are considering yet. I don't think it's people have been able to shift this way in thinking. Um, I'm just odd. So I, I think about a lot of different things, but there's a lot of new laws we've been re- en- enacting that for the future of our world is actually intelligent and brilliant. We have all these new sunshine laws and all these new provisions being added that says government doesn't have to meet in buildings anymore. They can literally do it virtually as long as people you know, from the public are allowed to view it. Uh, all big businesses, you, you don't have to have corporate boardroom meetings anymore. You can do all your business in video chats. So we're doing all this like revolutionary things that we've been talking about and movies promised us that we'd have like starting in the year 2000 that we just never quite got to. And now we're actually seeing all these technologies that were here, but they weren't as well, you know, used blowing up. Like example, there's that famous movie slash book book was better. Ready player one. And this is something uh, my, my brother and I have been talking a lot about. They just developed at the end of last year, the new version of the VR that doesn't require the computer, but can do all the same things that the, the good version does. It's completely self-sustained software. Well, over the last five years, the medical industry has been creating extremely responsive haptic gloves and suits to help train surgeons virtually because they were finding that surgeons were not getting enough actual surgeon 
practice, like actual operating practice and surgery practice before they got out into the field. So the number of deaths from, you know, first time surgeons were, you know, increasing rapidly. So we now have literally all the technology that they had to create the Oasis in that book slash film. Yeah. And now movie theaters are saying, sorry, we can't exist right now. So all your movies that right now, Amazon just opened up their Amazon cinema um, section of their site where they're getting like invisible man and all this. Now where you can just watch it with your friends and family at home. So we're starting to now transfer more of our media to online streaming services. Uh, Gaming is bigger now. It's, they're seeing up, you know, higher numbers on Steam. There is this newer service I actually just read about recently. Ah, I got the name of it right here somewhere. It is called Aw Crap. It's called Aw Crap. Epic That's Games. The best name ever. Oh. Yeah. It, it's called Epic Games. It's been around since like 2018, but everybody's like, we got Steam. We don't really care. Well, they started l- last year releasing free games once in a while, but now they are on, they release three to four decent games every two weeks. Right now, it's uh, World War Z is one of the ones you can get for free, and it's free for life. So you've got them and Steam now competing, and they're all releasing free games to keep people amused while they're at home. Right. Uh, all the streaming services are like, oh, yeah, we have a seven-day trial, but now it's a 30-day trial. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, wrestling, oddly enough, WWE, uh, they have their whole WWE Network thing. And if you're not a subscriber, you can now get all their shows and all their back pay-per-views for free. But you, can, okay. you still have to subscribe to get their like, like WrestleMania and stuff. So all these things that are extending all these services and all these new services just showing up. So now we're actually, we thought we were a streaming world before. No, now we're, now we're becoming a streaming world. Yeah. And I know Netflix bought out watch together, which before had issues. If both people didn't own Netflix or if you lived in separate countries watching Netflix, there were problems and they've dumped money into that. So now you can literally watch anything you want on your Netflix with anyone anywhere else in the world. That's cool. I didn't know about that yet. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all these other emerging things or that had already existed that people are dumping money into now because they're important. So I think the future is going to be even, even when we get past that, our future is going to be 10 times more digital. Uh, GameStop is closing. Oh, really? They are closing 300 and some stores and they just released information that in light of everything, uh, they're probably going to have to shut down because it's already been stated that PlayStation, pretty much everyone, they're going to stop uh, the creation of physical discs. It's a whole another movement in the gaming world that's happening because of all this. Is there no room for GameStop in the digital world? No. I mean, you've got companies like CD Keys, Green Man Gaming, where you can go and buy a used, you know, CD, a game key from someone. Even um, there's even kind of a, a trading key thing that they have on Steam, but it makes so little money that even with all like the merchandise GameStop has had to start selling over the years to make ends meet, it's, it's not enough. Yeah. The, the best they could do honestly is use gaming systems. But if you literally go and look right now at GameStop's cheapest, like say PS4 with one controller and no games, 250 bucks. Look at the same thing on Amazon used two controllers, two or three video games, plus the system, 200 bucks. I mean, are right. you going to keep going to GameStop? Right. So there is literally, it, it's to the point where it's not just GameStop. you got to think there's a lot of used video games. There's a lot of used film stores, too, and CD stores. They're going to follow. If GameStop falls, which is yeah. the biggest of all of them, then they're all going to go. Like, we, we have a hugely famous one in Ohio called Second Time Around that's known worldwide. They're already talking about closing their doors, and they've been around since, like, the 50s and 60s. Yeah, I've always thought 
place like GameStop, I wasn't really sure how they still had the market to have a physical store anyway, because I thought most people just streamed games anyway now. But yep. merchandise. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Funko Pops. I mean, you right. can sell everything. You can even get um, prefabbed uh, loot crate boxes there. Oh, that's so, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you yeah. can literally get anything there. Plus, you know, your controller breaks. You don't want to wait the now 24 hours or less if you've got Prime now, you know, Prime to get your controller. You can just drive down the street and get that. But right. if you know, can go out anyway and we're all going to start getting used to not going out as much the way it's looking that mindset of I can just go down the street and get this is already, it's already dying. Yeah. It's already, it's already going away. Uh, on the other side to go into the future with that, whenever certain things become unavailable, they turn into nostalgia and suddenly people want them again. Exactly. <laughs> like, with, like with VHS tapes. I, I think I read that the last VCR, the last VHS VCR machine was manufactured in 2015 or something like that. And right after that, because the machines were no longer made, at least I think that's why it is, people started collecting VHS tapes a lot more than they ever had. Like there are huge communities of horror VHS tape collectors out there now that are trying to make it make a comeback. And there are even places, what's that, uh, what's that Texas based indie film theater? They have locations around the country now. Oh, I know. I, I can't think of the name. Of, I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. I can't, think of, I can't think of the freaking name. Right. Yeah. It just slipped my mind. But anyway, I think they were opening. I don't know if it'll be inside of their theater buildings or separate, but they're opening like pop-up VHS stores where they actually rent out the players with, with the, with the tapes now. Yeah. Well, this has happened before. It happened. It happened when we, when beta went to the wayside, it happened when laser discs went to the wayside. And then we had before Blu-ray, we had HD discs. So few people even remember the fact that HD exists because it was HD and Blu-ray at the same time, but yeah. Disney and Fox and the important people all backed Blu-ray and PlayStation. PlayStation was the first actually to back Blu-ray. Oh yeah. And PlayStation was key, key instrumental at, at first for Blu-ray winning out over HD. So like we, we keep losing these technologies and we lose them. Everybody wants them. I know people that still go around trying to find and collect old reel to reel machines for radio and car yeah. machines. Like that's a track players even. I mean that that that's still this guy's a little more extreme than your normal person that would do that probably. But there is a guy I haven't looked at his account lately, but his channel. But there's a YouTuber. Forget what he calls himself, but his whole thing is ancient technology or any technology that no longer is made, like anything from the early 1900s up till three years ago. He that's what every one of his videos is about. Yeah, it's got a corner and it's, you know, sometimes it gets extremely popular. I got a friend named system every made down the Commodore 64 Pong, Apple Tandy. I mean, he's got every system ever. Right. And he displays it in his meteor and he still plays all of those systems like wow. constantly. It's, it's amazing. But it's, you're right. I mean, old collectors are going to want things like that. But unfortunately, collectors, they're few and far between. Like, it's a very small percentage of people that want those older things. And right. on the Internet, there's way better ways and easier ways to get that now. True. You have to kind of wonder where that heads if everything turns to all Internet, all digital. Like, where do the entrepreneurs go? The people who want to open their own stores. Does that all, you know, is that all confined to hoping to make a dent in the Amazon marketplace now? I mean, <laughs> where yeah, does I mean, that go? There's a lot of places you can do that now. And there's so many store shops like Shopify is now exploding to the point where you can throw a rock anywhere on Reddit and find about 100 people that you can pay 30 bucks to to set you up the most sh amazing Shopify site you've ever had like right. and, and have like hundreds of projects, you know, different products offered to you. There's drop shipping where I can literally yeah. start a company, throw a storefront up and say, hey, you want 
20 copies of Spider-Man 3 from back in the day. You know what? Give me your money. I take your money for pennies on that dollar. I go buy all those copies and have the company I bought them from ship it to you and I keep all your money. Right. Third party. Yeah. There's so much of that too. You know, eBay is still bigger, as big as ever. It's, I, it's not going to, none of these shops are going to change, but they're going to go digital. One little overhead. No one has money to have a storefront or can even open a shop. Right. It's cheaper to do it from home. You got a garage, basement, an extra room, uh, you know, your mom, your mom and dad's basement, garage, whatever you can yeah. have a business. It's easier to have a business now. And there's all these other pop-up companies like the subscription bot companies. They uh-huh. pop up every day. There's a new one every day. Uh, there's like 30 different ones that are just about beef jerky right now. <laughs> That's serious. They make the beef jerky in their homes in the dehydrators and they ship, ship it out to your door. Like, everything has like 50 different subscription boxes for it. At one time I was kind of joking around, although this would probably be a good idea and maybe someone has already tried it, but most of those subscription box ideas that revolve around food all talk about how healthy the food is. Right. What if, what if you just want a junk food box, you know, they like, do they? Okay. They one of the most famous one is uh, it's called the candy box. Like it's, if you go to Groupon right now, they've got it on sale for $5 wow. and you get like these jars, like full of all kinds of different candy. And then nice. they've got like the classic ones that are like candies from your youth, like okay. cow tails and like right. old, old package nerds, like crazy shit. Yeah. So cool. they've got a lot of stuff like that too. It's, it's amazing what they keep coming out with. Like even the horror community has a huge different collection of different companies doing this right, right. down to actual screen use props. Huh. So that's, these are also new businesses over the last few years that are now, especially now just getting bigger. Right. So we've kind of solved commerce on accident. <laughs> Sorry, what were you what were you talking, Scott? Yeah, I was just gonna say I was uh, on YouTube before I got recommended something since you're on about like all the food, all the collection and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was uh, on YouTube and I was it got recommended. I don't know how it was a fella buying and eating like old army like rations and all that like, Marine- stuff for me from uh, like the ninth like the World War Two, World War One, or anything before that, and the stuff looks disgusting. But he ends up saying it's it's good. I'm like, how? Huh. Unless it's like refrigerated, not refrigerated, frozen or something. I'm like, right. how? Yeah. I, I don't know. And just just like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's crazy stuff. I, I've got I've got Doomsday Prepper food because this guy just gave a bunch of it away like last summer. I, I've got like a ton of it out in my garage just in case things go bad. <laughs> is it in buckets or backpacks or what is it? Um, so some of it's in buckets and some of it's in boxes. Ah, because uh, it'll you'll get the ones that are in buckets. They're just like the mix of like I think it's beef stroganoff. You just get it measured out of the bucket and you throw the water in it and you make your your soup. But then there's actual small boxes that are like breakfast foods and stuff, like breakfast burritos and weird stuff. Which oh. I don't know how that works yet because I've not opened up any of these packages yet. I'm not quite sure. Right. I'm, not, I'm gonna have to do like an unboxing with prepper food here in the near future or something. <laughs> That'd be cool. The last time I uh, tried anything like that. I went with my uncle to uh, Kennedy Space Center. It was, it was actually way back before the last shuttle blew up. <laughs> Go figure. And I, I, I was wanting to try, like, you know, astronaut food or whatever. Did that, you get the ice cream or the pizza? Yeah, I definitely didn't get the pizza. I think I got the ice cream, but I can't remember whether... I'm sure I tried it. I just can't remember what it tasted like or whether I liked it or not. Um, The ice cream's not too bad once you start eating it. It's a little weird. The texture is kind of eh. But it doesn't taste bad. The pizzas, though, there's cheese and pepperoni that are widely available, and neither of those are anything. It, it's like really hard 
cardboard is what it tastes and feels like in your mouth. It's disgusting. Just get some, get, get yourself a, a big thing of Tang and, you know, relive, <laughs> right. relive the space days that way because at least that <laughs> tastes good. Get an old, like, NASA Halloween costume from the 80s or something, put it on yeah. with the Tang and everything. Get a little mug of Tang, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a NASA mug, too. You got to get the ones that actually say NASA on it. That way you feel accomplished in life. Yeah, or the right stuff from that movie. <laughs> yeah, but then you're going to have to listen to New Kids on the Block, and it's a whole Ooh, thing, and yeah. I don't think you want to go that far in our past. Yeah, you got to start explaining to people, and that just gets hairy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Someone actually brought up a very interesting point to me the other day when they were talking about, you know, businesses that are considered essential. Uh, she this is a big post on Facebook, and it started as a joke, but then people started conversating about it. I'm not going to go like too like in detail here because it's kind of NSFW, but um, adult entertainment shops, let, let's just call it that to be right. more PC about it. And they're wondering now, is that an essential service? And I don't want to get too much again into the NSFW side of things, but it kind of makes me think maybe it is. Yeah. Like, I, I would never have my in my life have considered that to be an essential part. Of the human right. I mean, it's obviously not an essential part of keeping yourself alive, but it is like the most searched or second, maybe second most searched at the worst thing in the world. <laughs> so, it is integral to keeping you alive, considering you're by uh, yourself, considering depression. Right. That's what that's what a lot of people are making the case where it's, you know, yeah. they've got like the realistic dolls or whatever. I mean, that simulates human skin and human touch. Sure. Are those kind of things going to be more widely acceptable now in our society because, you know, of the situation going forward? I, I just thought that was like an interesting thing that I don't think in a million years I would have ever thought to consider. And I just yeah. happened to see it earlier today and I was like, wow, that's kind of philosophically an odd position to be in. And you're probably right, just based upon what I what I was saying about it being usually it's the most searched thing on the planet. So it's what most people want most of the time. Yeah. So if you suddenly remove the most desired thing in the world from everybody, you know, well, what's that going to leave? We've already removed alcohol sales from Ohio. So people have to do something. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. they're done. Yeah, no more alcohol in Ohio. Wow. Yeah. Maybe you need an Al Capone to start bringing stuff in. Oh, people are already talking about speakeasies like that's in like in, in the Dayton subreddit. I've been seeing some stuff lately. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Starting up again. <laughs> it's They're like talking so- about uh, decorating it in like the plastic bubbles you can run around in, so everybody can just run around with their shot glasses and kind <laughs> of tumble around. Everyone in the bubble. The field. What if that's how we had to interact with society to go outside? Is to wear like to be bubble boy from now on? Like, I, I think John Travolta would be like super excited about this. <laughs> More like he <I> would. <laughs> Well, you have to do the whole bubble transfer at that point to sell it, you know, make sure you don't get infected while switching to another bubble. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that would be a whole complicated thing. I'm sure somebody would figure it out for money. We could all go around hazmat suits at this point. Yeah, we could. Did you look up Jake Gyllenhaal or did you see that Kyra posted the name in the chat? Oh, I just now realized I could hit live comments. This I didn't know that this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking at, I'm looking at them directly on uh, the YouTube uh, page. Okay. I can see it. No, no, I looked up IMDb real quick. That's what I. Oh, okay. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you very much for, for putting that in there. And now that I'm not going to be a moron, I can look at chat. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you can actually post in there. Although that means you'll probably not pay attention to what we're saying for a minute, but we're all doing that. So it's all oh, right. They can hear me. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. As far as what people don't know, the neurological side of things. Yeah. Look this up, guys, because Italy's just, you know, they're the ones discovering a lot of the neurological side of things. They, their country knows more about it than we do. 
you know, like I said earlier, when I was in the hospital asking these questions, it's, I don't know, go home and be comfortable. From what I'm gathering so far, from what I'm experiencing, that's about some confusion early onset. That is uh, forgetting yeah. things. Like I've been forgetting simple words all day, yeah. like yeah. the last couple of days, like words I use every day. So it's, you, you got that to kind of, you know, be a little bit concerned of the next right. stage beyond that are, you know, there are types of nerve damage you can get where, you know, you won't feel hot, cold. Uh, you might not feel as much exterior pain. I already suffered from those anyway, so I could not tell you if I had them. I don't know. Right. After, after that, you know, there are stages that can affect your heart. There, there's all these different aspects of it that we just, we don't know. And yeah. I, I thought I would be freaking myself out to think, oh, you know, what if all this happens to me? But at the same time, hell, for all I know, in two or three days, I'm going to be the most healthy person on the planet. And right. as long as we just read what's out there, take it with a grain of salt, interact with, with the people we can act, interact with, stay, you know, not just physically, but mentally healthy and just be there for each other. I mean, what else can we do with that? And that's, that's going to be how everybody gets through this is if we all just realize, Hey, we're all human beings. We're all worthy of compassion. Let's just pull together a little while. I mean, even, whether it's the next week, the next month, however long it takes, just if you see somebody in need, you see somebody down that needs a hand, just do what you can. Our uh, formerly huge world has suddenly become extremely small with this. So anything you can do for anybody definitely helps. Somebody actually delivered five pizzas to my door today. <laughs> you don't know who it is. Uh, I found out who it was on Reddit later. It was somebody in my oh. area. And, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about a lot to each other in the Dayton subreddit and a lot in the Dayton groups. I'm not afraid to say that, hey, I live in Dayton, Ohio. If you want to look me up, please. I, I really don't have anything, but you're welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think you're putting your, your full real name out here anyway. So I don't know. Unless you put that elsewhere. Oh, no. But it, it, if you if you look up Rasty Slasher, which I'm very vocal, oh. that's who I am. I mean, yeah. my real name's connected to all that. I, I, I'm never... Uh-huh. I'm not worried about being doxxed or anything insane. Like I'm just not worried about it, man. I'm old. I don't care. care. (laughs) Yeah. I live here. So what? Yeah. If you can find me, come, you know, I I can cough on you if you want to stop by. I don't don't know what else I can do for you, but you know, a lot of this talk and it's like, you know, like, Hey, we know you're in this bad situation and I will never ask anybody of anything. I'm always the person that is giving things to people and helping people. So I get a knock at the door and it's Domino's and there's just five pizzas sitting there. Just five pizzas. The guys right. already started driving away. I'm like, oh, <laughs> where do these five large pizzas? There's only, there's only like, you know, four people in this house. Why is yeah. there five pizzas? Yeah. And suddenly I get a message on Reddit saying, Hey, I, I thought you guys might want some pizza today. And I'm like, Oh, and then another <laughs> friend gets a hold of me that works for another pizza company that actually works for a pizza company. It yeah. says, Oh, by the way, I'm going to send pizza to you on Friday. And I'm like, I guess my life is eating pizza now. It could be worse. That's just small little things that you can do to, change someone's outlook you know right. each day i mean it doesn't have to be pizza it could be anything man like just do nice shit for each other anything else uh scott any last words from you uh for the podcast not for your life just for the oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was a quiet boy yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what i am just nervous right <laughs> now that obviously everyone's in load of people are going to isolation all the as the writers for like Reddit or anything like that, any like creative types, what do you think that uh, this could help with the isolation in your opinions? Oh, I can yeah. tell you on no sleep. There is a new rule, a complete moratorium on anything disease related. Uh, yeah, with, I saw that. Yeah. There's, there's a big, mm, a big point of contention in the community because some people feel like that's a breach of freedom of speech. And while most people just feel like, Hey, we're already seeing that in the world everywhere it's kind of actually nice to come to this place where we don't have to have that in our face every five seconds. So it's created this weird rift where 
people are starting to go to other places like um some of us are going to the stay awake forum to you know post things there people yeah. are going to you know a lot of the other subs to you know, maybe do these kind of things but it's definitely a division there's an increase of uh, of writers but less people reading stories right now no one's really understanding that right now and then there's also the same kind of issue on the narrator side where narrators are still putting out podcasters are still putting out but for some reason they're also kind of going down a little bit in numbers so i think it's that people are paying so much attention to what's going on and they're so stressed that they're not able to get that relaxation that time off that uh that brain shutdown they need to enjoy these things because they're just they're worried about what's going on in their lives how they're going to eat how they're going to pay a bill and I think in the next week we'll see a, a huge switch the other way, whereas those numbers are just going to start exploding like outwardly in a, in a positive way. I see some that and maybe maybe it's actually me just paying more attention to my subscriptions, but I see some narrators that seem like they're putting out a lot to, a lot more. But that could just again, that could just be me paying more attention to it. More content's definitely going out. It's just the subscriber level is a little Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, I, I got to admit, I'm a little uh, jealous of some of those that are putting things out literally every day because it's not necessarily the truth, but it tells me there, there are a decent number of people actually making an, enough money from ad revenue and such by doing this, that they can support themselves, supposedly support themselves doing this, which, uh, which I'm all for. Yeah. It, it's doable in this market. And I think in the next couple of weeks, that's going to be a lot more doable. Even uh, game streamers, you know, they're, they're the new athletes, man. Really, no, I mean, all these esports and stuff. Yeah, esports is where it's at. You know, XFL mm. just canceled their whole season. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know what that is, but that's back in the day we had the extreme football that Vince McMahon from WWE owned. They just yeah. brought it back. They just got all their licensing, all their everything, all their teams are all ready to go, and they've now canceled their whole season for the year. And other sports teams are doing the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing Vince McMahon is banging his head against the wall because yeah, I do. I I used to watch like WWE, WWF, oh, totally and all that. I think I quit because I at some point I got preoccupied with a job or something and just kind of slipped out of my mind, so I don't watch it anymore. But but yeah, I think I think it's it's got to be got to suck to be Vince McMahon. He tried it once and had to close it up because it didn't make enough money or whatever. So he tries one more time many years later and it gets canceled by a virus. <laughs> so yeah. he has to close well, it again. I know. And it's crazy because, you know, WrestleMania is screwed right now too, because all these people paid all this money and it's either Vince has to pay every person back or he has to show that he's doing everything he can. So insurance will kick in. So yeah. all the shows now, no one in house. It's just completely everything's pre-recorded. WrestleMania is being pre-recorded for yeah. the first time in the, ever. There, there have always been elements of it that were pre-recorded, but the entire show is being re-recorded. And now right. half half the stars that were going to be there, almost half of them, have now quit and backed out right. because, like Roman Reigns, you know, he just just got done dealing with his um, leukemia. His leukemia oh. came back, and he's one of the top people over there. He can't possibly be around anyone that could be infected. He's, his immune system right. is like, not good. And so all these wrestlers are backing out. So now we don't even know what the state of WrestleMania is going to be, which means wrestling going forward is also probably going to go by the wayside for now, just like all the other sports. I mean, unless they can find a way to make it work with the few people they have that right. can do those enclosed shows. Yeah. And I think that's, you're going to see a lot of people like climbing the ranks from other federations to, you know, fill the ranks probably. But that, even that, it's not going to be the same because 
they rely on you know their house shows for a lot of the money for the company. Right, and right. You cannot translate the fact that someone is drinking, watching this wrestler, stumbles out in the hallway for another beer and buys five t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't replace that money because it's right. not the same when you're watching it online or on your computer. You're not going to go to the you're not going to go to the to the fridge and get a beer and think, oh, well, I need to go sit down and buy t-shirts because you're not looking at them. It's it's, it's a switch for for them too, man. It, it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. Yeah, the uh, the merchandise is a big part of not only that, but pretty much uh, I think most live live stuff. Like even uh, a lot of uh, musicians these days, because they you barely make any money as a musician, even if you're a, a national act. Uh, well, I'll say you barely make any money from your recorded material these days because right. most of it goes through like Spotify and such, where you get paid basically dirt for your plays so no musician could survive off of just you know digital streams they make all their money off of playing live shows and selling merchandise more than anything so it's yeah it's you got to find new ways around around that for everything apparently and you got Elton John now that's yeah. doing the, about to do this huge like stay at home concert where he's just free concert. A bunch of other bands are, are about to do all these free concerts right now just to, for people staying at home, which is great. It's great and awesome that they can do this. But honestly, three quarters of the music world, bands that people love can't afford to do that. They're just going to, you know, have to return to some kind of life before they, you know, had all these things, which is not easy to do. And right now, for the time being, they can't even do that because no one no one has a place to work. Everything's closed. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So. Even a lot of the internet home positions are closed down too, believe it or not. My uh, my brother does tech support for a famous company whose name I'm not allowed to mention, okay. and they close their doors. No more tech support for the, from this particular uh, oh, wow. company because they still have to have managers on site somewhere. And because they can't do that and their managers can't work from home in certain environments, their whole tech divisions are just gone. They're just shut down. And it's not, oh, go ahead and get unemployment. It's, uh, no, you're still on our payroll. We just can't pay you and we don't know when or if we will again that's terrible yeah you're still technically an employee that's technically earning money you're just not receiving it so therefore yeah. you can't get the unemployment pay right so that's yeah and that's the holding pattern for a lot of tech companies right now too well the funny thing i think you said you said that's uh, like a work at home position yeah he, he works okay. at home you know like five days a week Okay. Today, five hours a week is what he does, and it's just nothing. I always wished as a web developer I could just work from home, but pretty much no company I've ever worked for has ever trusted employees enough, apparently, to let them work from home. Oh, which, I know. Yeah. And, you know. And the best you guys can do is go to the slave labor at, uh, subreddit. Have you, have you checked that out at all? <laughs> no, I haven't. So no, I haven't seen that. It's labor, L-A-B-O-U-R. You can go there and you'll get paid five bucks to do something that if you did normally in your job would pay you probably 75 to 100 bucks. It's insulting. <laughs> but it's to the point where people are desperate and, and people are like getting, they're posting interesting things. Sometimes it's like, Oh, I need a voice actor from this country. Uh, I read on Valentine's day. It was, if you'll go and take a uh, picture of a famous landmark in your city, wherever you live and put, you know, happy Valentine's day and put someone's name on it. We'll give you five bucks. I mean, it's, it's all these weird micro tasks that, yeah. and unfortunately like now though, in the last week, it's all shifting to a lot of it is web development stuff. Like a lot of it is well web development based stuff, but you're so underpaid by the time you did it. I mean, it, it's 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 crazy. It's better than nothing if you need to eat, you know, or you need gas in your car, or something. It's helpful, but they're getting weirder, and there's starting to be some NSW NSFW stuff on there that I read some stuff today that blew my mind. I won't get into, but there's uh, they're getting a little lax on the moderation over there. Is what I'm getting at. <laughs> they okay, need, they need to tighten that up a little bit. But yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of little sites like that. Hire me, slave labor that are just built on micro tasks for people that just work in tech industries or different industries that just can't right. work because their companies are shut down. Well, that makes me think of Fiverr.com, if you're familiar with that. Uh, 
imagine Fiverr, but you really can't advertise any premium services. So okay. everything's just unbelievably ungodly cheap. Like, say you had to make a very professional logo for someone from scratch. Uh, that's five bucks. <laughs> Whereas on Fiverr, wow. you've got, here's the basic model for five bucks. But if you want the business model, that's like a hundred bucks. Or, right. No, it's just all five bucks. <laughs> or ten bucks if someone's generous, or you know something like that. It's, oh. it's that they're pushing that that economy is like blowing up right now too. Like that, yeah. those little micro task subs are just they're insane, man. I certainly hope that that doesn't become the norm. If it does, no one's going to be able to live in a house anymore. We're all going to live in tents on the street. I think more than likely, if that if, if yeah. it is like that, I'll go. <laughs> Thanks to you guys who came in the chat this time. That was awesome. Thank you very much. So we don't have to look at an empty chat. That that would just be depressing. From me, Michael, with Channel X, from Mr. SH, or Mr. Shh, if you prefer. And anyway. from yeah, <laughs> and from It Sees You. You know what? I'll let you guys say goodbye. I want to say a couple things. One, good okay. fight, good night. I'm trying to think of all you know, the, the, the great shows that have signed off. Um, I kind of feel like I want to go into Jerry's thoughts, but I know we don't have time for that. So let's just say, you know, <laughs> let's go. So let, let's just end with some Bill and Ted. Be excellent to each other. There you go. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming out. Uh, anyone who isn't subscribed to Channel X, go ahead and do it. Yeah, I'll thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, I believe in the uh, description, I put links to both Mr. SH and It Sees You, so you can go go to their uh, Reddit pages and check them out. And if if you guys have any other social media you'd want me to link to, let me know after we're done here, and I'll put that in the uh, description as well. But yeah, to echo Scott, thanks for saying that. Um, if you have not subscribed to uh, Channel X here, please do. Please help me get my subscriber count up so we can keep doing these uh, streams and podcasts and uh, lovely, uh, uh, I call them lovely because I'm doing them, of course, <laughs> narrations. But uh, I guess we will all uh, talk to you next time. Have a good night.